Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I feel like we need to do a Patreon special where you guys thrash it out over Kenny Teto. <laughs> <laughs> Once and for all, there can only be one. Tops off in the car park. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I'll have my top off as well. I'm yeah, not involved, yes. but I'll just take my yeah, top yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's nice to let them breathe. I never yeah. said he was shit. I said he was fine for Fulham. Yeah. Fine. Don't, don't rile him up again. He's got to start hosting the show. <laughs> He's got to start hosting a really important show. Exactly. Well, you got, have you got your keys ready? No, no, I'm not doing that today. Why? No, I'm not hosting a really important show today. <laughs> anyway, let's go over this one. Where's your keys? <laughs> oh, God. Because you always struggle to get them out. No, that's true. Yeah. I put them in the little secure pocket, don't I? Yeah. Our keys. Not that dog you saw. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, they were on a belt, and he can't get them, you see. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll open it up too early and go. Yeah. Oh, it'll just be... Don't put Andy in charge for the weekend. No, Disaster. No, no. Yeah, it's all, it'll be not. fucking yoga and green tea. <laughs> or or <laughs> watching <laughs> some kind of obscure basketball game. AKA boring and crap. I work every single Sunday as well. So There you go, isn't it? What you want is it? No, yeah, not, I'm, not I'm not oh, in charge of the weekend on the Lord's Day as well. Could he piss you off any more, Marcus? Come on, let's not be like that. <laughs> right, are we ready? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Open the door and see what you can find, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. It's Premier League time again with Moyes up against Guardiola, and it's Friday, 15th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Eddie Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. It is Friday, everybody. I told you it would be. Oh! <laughs> come up, Speller again. Hell away, hell away. Here we fucking go. <laughs> Good to get that line in. Get there. it in there every week. Well in my done, view. Luke Moore. Yeah. Well done. Um, as if Friday couldn't get any better. Uh, we have winners for the book giveaway for Andy's new book, which is called We Play On, all about uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, of course. Matt Williamson, Ben Stock, and Isaiah Fleming Clink, you have won the three copies. So please check your email inboxes and we'll be getting those sent out to you as soon as possible. I tell you what, I mean, Friday's fantastic, but for old Matty, Benny and Isaiah... I mean, Isaiah Fleming Clink's one of the better names I've heard in recent mm, times. It's a good one. Very good name. Do you think he got it because he went in the clink? Sounds like he's... I was about to say, sounds like he's read quite a lot of books yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> so will Andy's past muster. Let us know, Isaiah. Well, he's got another one there. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much uh, for all who entered. We had hundreds of entries and we were really blown away by your kind words. So thank you very much. We bribed you into doing a good review for the show. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we know that we can um, bully you into that in future. Great. Um, uh, Andy, what will people enjoy most about the book? I I think the access, because normally with clubs of that sort of size, Champions League sort of size, you don't get the sort of access that I was lucky enough to get 
these days, but obviously they're very open for a number of reasons. I want to keep the name of Ukraine out there. So you really get to know the club and the, the people involved. I've got my copy and I can't bloody wait to get into it. There we are, you see. Right, everybody. Pay for mine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually don't think. No, that's, that's bullshit. No, you sent me it. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. We... <laughs> your alias. Just realised I haven't paid for it it's not out yet. Your alias is Ben Stock, of course. That's so, me, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was all rigged. It wasn't rigged. No, we can't do that. We wouldn't do we that. We wouldn't do that. Not to our listeners. Certainly not. We'd fuck each other over, but not our listeners. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, hence, I didn't pay for Andy's book. I no. stole that uh, copy. Yeah. Right. What are we looking forward to this weekend? Andy Brasser, why don't you go first? I'm going to have to say uh, Newcastle United beating Brentford uh, to poke one in the eye of the ramble after recent times. Mm. What do you mean? Well, you well the Piff Posse. Yeah, the Piff Posse have been, been suffering. They've lost since we've been calling them correctly. The so, Piff Posse. So Andy, yeah. Andy wants to, the right? Piff Posse to have their day. You they want them. I just want my family to be happy. Really? Oh, yeah, it's fair sounds, point. sounds like you want the PIF to be happy as well. I, I don't know any Brentford fans. Yeah, so they they got to you. By the way, with it. have they got to you? <laughs> I've been Jordan Henderson over here. By the way. <laughs> I know. And Annoyingly, like, I've, what do you mean you if know, they got still to me? A... If you're asking, am I Roberto Mancini's assistant? Then maybe. <laughs> the annoying thing is, though, after what I said about Jordan Henderson, he's still got the right to be on this podcast, hasn't he? Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Producer Finn's got the right to select him. Um, I, I like that Andy because he lives in Newcastle has now become some kind of Republican Party congressman. Yeah, but I've got to go back to my constituents with this. You need to help me out here because I've got to go back to them. A lot of them are mental. Oh, dear. Yeah. But to be honest, I was more worried about the Scotland thing the other day. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, there we are. You want Newcastle to be Brentford. Excellent. Jim, what about you? I am looking forward to the potential debut of Ansu Fati. Um, oh, good, good one. Because yeah. if he can get his career back on track, it seems weird to be saying that for a player so young. But um, it could be a really big moment. Like a really big moment in the future of a potentially really, really big player. It's easy to forget how explosive he was when he when he made his debut for Barcelona so young and how sort of exciting that was and he's in a really good environment I think we're all interested to see what Roberto De Zerbi can get out of him and I think that's um, it's going to be mm. one to watch what about you Luke Moore? Now people will probably cast their minds and their eyes towards the Premier League fixtures this weekend and be momentarily disappointed that there's no Premier League game on a Friday night mm. this week um, they shouldn't be disappointed because there is a game on <laughs> that we should all can't, be looking I forward to you say this and, you know, back in October of 2019, <laughs> Southampton played Leicester at home, didn't they? We were, uh, we were doing a live show, weren't we? That was, the, that, was, yeah, oh, that was, yeah, that was it. We were in Newcastle, weren't we, at you, the time? Honestly, you couldn't believe your luck. Oh, it was brilliant. You, that, your ship came in that day. So, <laughs> Leicester, beat, Leicester beat, Leicester won 9 nil at the Swamp, right? <laughs> beat them in their own backyard. And we were on stage in Newcastle at the time and people were just shouting out, they've got another one! <laughs> Yay! And it was, we want 10, we want 10. Do you remember Jamie Vardy celebrating the ninth in the crowd, like yeah, right yeah, up to yeah. them, pumping his fist? So, look, I think Southampton this season under Russell Martin have got a bit of a reputation for liking to play some quite tippy-tappy stuff right. with a bit of a lack of a cutting edge. Could Leicester punish them? Leicester look very good this season. Could they punish them? All I'm saying is, I'll leave it up to you guys that are listening and potentially watching tonight. I'll recommend you just put your feet up in front of the telly <laughs> and have a good time. Lovely, lovely. Okay, well, we, we look forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, uh, Joao Polina playing for Fulham this weekend. Oh, new contract. Good contract. Up yeah. yours, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it, is it, um, is it is true? Is it airtight? Yeah. Is it true that you um, that you had some kind of say in this? Oh, you have got to ask yourself. Influence in the game. Would I do that? Would I do that? You, you know that famous picture of him... <laughs> apparently slinking off at Munich Airport after the move didn't go through. After yeah. he mugged him off. That do, do, was a great joke. Do you reckon he wasn't like looking at his feet? <laughs> he was just looking down and signing his new deal? Yeah. What, where's the lower release clause bit? I think, Andy, he was looking down at the fixtures and going, all right, well, looting at home it is then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't <laughs> wait for that one. Should be able to ease my way into that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Brian are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah, the Leverkusen. It's, it's free on YouTube as well. Sky Sports YouTube. So if you like these top tier. You like a bit of free football. It was it was my OTC game of the week, actually. I like a bit of Harry Kane, Andy. Yeah. A bit of Harry Kane versus Xabi Alonso. Go on then. And How Granite Xhaka. Let's not forget Granite Xhaka. Granite. Let's not forget Southampton nil left to nine. Okay, so, okay. At the same time. <laughs> Double screen it, if anything. <laughs> right, anyway. Uh, let's uh, go to um, that league called the Premier League. Uh, West Ham United host Manchester City on Saturday. That's tomorrow at 3pm. It won't be on any television set in all of Great Britain. <sighs> if you believe that, you believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, yeah. it won't be on any television Pete set. Pete Dawson's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one at the uh, the top of the table. Uh, Manchester City at the top, of course. West Ham in fourth, eyeing up that top spot, Andy. Yes. Um, are we going to get a barn burner, a ding-dong, if you will? A thigh rubber. 
I think we might. Mm. I think I think it could be quite exciting. Or do you think we there's a the, the, we sort of think West Ham are in good form. We're kind of liking their their vibes at the moment, and then Man City just go there and win two 0 professional. That's exactly job. what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at our being like, oh god, this this could have been so much easier. This game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really expecting From this the game bench. to be quite different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I if that had happened, I'd only have played two minutes. <laughs> well, the big news, of course, is that Pep Guardiola has returned from his back surgery in Spain. Uh, and he was seen in training this week. Oh, my God. Imagine him as your patient. Your heart yeah. would just sink, wouldn't it? Sorry, can I have a look at the charts? No. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Is that a heat map? No, yeah. it's an x-ray. <laughs> okay. Is he going to have more of a spring in his step now? Is he going to be sort of like back flipping about and yeah. cartwheeling Oh, that'd around? be brilliant. I thought there'd be more vertebrae. That's your penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's. I think we're going to see like, uh, you know how they portray William Shatner in Family Guy? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's going to be a bit just like that. Bouncing off the walls. Yeah, exactly. Well, we I guess so. the real question is, mm. is he going to grab Pakatar by the cheeks at yeah. the end? I also think, Andy, that this has got potential for Pep Guardiola to move on from Nathan Redmond <laughs> and focus on Jared Bowen now. Yeah, oh, that's ripe for it. Do you know what I mean? For it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he hugs a touchline. Pep loves a bit of that. He, yeah. he cuts and he, he, mm. he loves that ball between the, the centre-half and, and full-back. It's not about grabbing stuff. It's actually, on reflection, it's not going to be Pakatar. It's not going to be Bowen. I think Mikel Antonio? No, he's not a Pep type of. No, but he's a kind of. And Nathan Redmond is. There's a, there's a, Nathan no, I mean, Redmond and Tim Reema. I mean, it's got to, this is what's so brilliant player. about these little. It's got to be a player that would never actually end up in one of his teams. Exactly. exactly. What, people what, miss, what people miss is the patronising nature of it. Yeah. 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 yeah You're like, brilliant. Oh, I love how much great you are. Yeah. You're never going to play no, for me. No, but the style exactly. of the player, the quality is different. But you could see if um, Nathan Redmond was was like a lot better. It's that skill set. It's that what he does. I think that's what Pep likes. I don't want to play for you. You sweat for your jumper, you mad bastard. <laughs> Leave me alone. He has done. He's not that sweaty. He has done. There's a famous photo of him sweating through like a grey merino wool But that jumper. was when he was an I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> Love Island. That was Love Island. Can you imagine him in yeah. that? Everyone would be like, literally, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing defensive formations with the with the grubs. I'll do I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do eight hours in the coffee with the snake. I'm not sleeping next to him. Oh, Jimmy. Well, um, yeah. It was also big news coming out of Manchester City that Carl Walker um, has extended his uh, Manchester City contract to 2026. He announced the news in the style of Leonardo DiCaprio's character in The Wolf of Wall Street. I thought this was quite good. I think it's perfect. And it seems to be that no one understands, uh, no one at Man City understands that the Wolf of Wall Street isn't meant to be a positive portrayal of that type of behaviour. <laughs> yes, it's so, it sums them up so brilliantly. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it does. It really does. But I was saying that it was quite, Walker's, um, you know, a performance was pretty good. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. But we've been, we've been so used to such poor performances. Oh, the bar is very low. Exactly. And that's partly why, isn't yeah, it? I don't, I, yeah. I, I think this is a really interesting game, though. Because it's a, there's a few games this weekend, a few most of which, if not all of which, we'll talk about on the show today, that are real good tests. Jim has mentioned this to me yesterday. They're all good tests of where teams are at. And I think if West Ham get a kind of hallmark result of whatever form, you know, it's a draw or mm-hmm. maybe even sneak a win. You know, talk of the title. You start to well, you start to think if you're West Ham, you start to fan, you start to think, hang on, this could be decent. Yeah, Nine eighty six all over again. <laughs> yeah, what's the scene? No, because because and I think it was Jim again who said a while back that you know. David Moyes, has, and in the past, has has got his teams to bounce back from disappointing league finishes. Mm. Of course, off the back of a trophy win as well. You know, I think the atmosphere there will be positive. Mm. I think it's a nice time to play Man City as well. Mm. They're not fully in their straps, are they? I know they're top of the table, but that's the standard they set themselves. They, they, it's, I think traditionally it's a better time to play them than yeah. playing them later in the season. Definitely. Also got the quite exciting prospects of Mohamed Kudus. Yeah. Um, which mm. is, I mean, that, that is a huge, huge signing. They've done yeah. so well to pull that off. I'd love that West Ham fan to not go and watch the home game. Yeah. Like he just lives around the corner. Still in like, Ghana. Yeah, no, it's such a great time. Are you going to go watch them? Nah, I've already seen him play this season. It's probably, I don't know if you guys, <laughs> you guys said this at the time, but it's probably cheaper to go to Ghana than it was to get the train to West Ham. I'd have thought so. <laughs> I'll just watch it on the telly. Where are you now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably could in Ghana though. Yeah, he probably could. Almost certainly. Yeah. Almost yeah. Yeah. Wonderful place. Um, this is great stuff. David Moyes has confirmed that he hopes to re-sign Jesse Lingard. Come on. Yes. Come on. But, but presumably, if they've, Bring not, him home, if they've Andy. not actually signed him already, and I agree, it would be great. If they've not signed him already, they had to submit their list for the Premier League yesterday. So if he's not on it, he won't be able to play until January anyway. Cup games. It? Come on, Andy. Yeah. I think I think rules can be bent for certain yeah, people and exactly. certain things. <laughs> he's been training with the Hammers for the past three weeks. Which is I that think not is good a, enough? Which I think is a joke. Yeah, Sorry, well, can I just have a quick word? 
how much longer have I got to do this? Because <laughs> like three weeks is quite a long time. Yeah, it's interesting. I've got I've got England caps. It's not. Yeah. Like, it's not. Like you've never heard of me. So is John Joe Shelby, and he's left Forest. He has Lingard's former club. Yeah, they had a lot of baggage last season, didn't they? Yeah. And, that's, and that's your fucking fault. <laughs> in the words of uh, to quote the, the great, great man himself. Yeah, he's off to Turkey. Yeah, he um, called up Ferguson on the way. It's your <laughs> fucking fault. Just still, all of this is your yeah. fucking. Leave me fault. alone, John Joe. I'm eighty. <laughs> oh dear. Well, yeah. I um. I mean, what do you, what do you think of uh, of West Ham's chances? Look more. Will Mikel Antonio can continue his fine form and, well, and batter that Man City backline? It's the clash of the two best lone strikers in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Mikel Antonio and Erling Haaland. Mm. Um, why are you looking at me like that? No, just yeah. But I just see. for those who said he said lone strikers, not own lone strikers. Just before we get <laughs> yeah. any silly sauce. L O N E. Yeah. I think. Yes. I think Based on what West Ham have done already this season, they've definitely got a chance. Absolutely, they've got a chance. I mean, Antonio does love to work the channels. Yeah. Carl Walker's in one of those channels. Yeah, they avoid that one. <laughs> don't, bother, don't, bother, don't bother going anywhere near that one. Yeah. Avoid... I tell you what, though, if. if, if He's like Walker... Barry Manilow. He gets younger. He's just getting younger every year. <laughs> if, if, if Walker doesn't play. Antonio, his eyes will light up if he's not on the team sheet. Oh, Walker I mean, will play. Th- th- Absolutely this, will. this is funny, isn't it? That I think when you looked at Pep when he was in his Barcelona time, you wouldn't have imagined him managing in England with a back four of cupboards. No. <laughs> and, and that's, that's well, how it's uh, turned out, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like he's got yeah. four Puyols, really. Well, you're right. And, I mean, that, and to such a plumb last season as well. And even moving stones a bit further forward at times as well. I mean, you could say he, he, he loves centre-half. Where's, where's his love of full-backs gone, Andy? Well, he, he used to be all about midfielders. Yeah. He, he always said, I'd pick like you know, eight midfielders yeah. if, if I could. Whereas if you look at him now, what he's reached is like the perfect apex of what Diego Maradona was trying to do mm-hmm. at the World Cup when he had four centre-backs in his back four, but it didn't quite work out the same. Mm. He played Jonas Gutierrez a couple of times at fullback, did he not, Maradona? Yeah, not not yeah. during that World Cup, I don't Big Tony, okay. Tony Pulis used to like doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in that World Cup, they also missed a training session because Maradona didn't get out of bed. <laughs> the World Cup. Yeah. And there was one training session. so many training sessions there. <laughs> there was one training session where they invited the press in, and obviously El Diego couldn't resist the attention. And they ended up doing about 45 minutes of just him, them, them all watching him taking yeah. free kicks. <laughs> yeah, he had a nice little game with the other coaches where he had a cigar. He had a cigar on the go, yeah. 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 I mean, I think with Guardiola, I just think he just gets bored, doesn't he? He's like a chef so. who's just a bit like, I know everyone likes this particular meal and I've got lots of varieties. Like, I don't know. Why don't we just... It's like know. Radiohead not playing Creep. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, yeah. I'm going to cover people. a pheasant in chocolate and serve it up raw. <laughs> what do you think of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like wealthy people who can't stop renovating their house. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Within two days, ah, I'm going to change this like off Andy while he's here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> who's the dead, which house? Well, I'll, I'll say. Who's the... Who's the, um, who's the <laughs> Who's the dead pheasant in that analogy, though? Uh, so it's probably John, Phil Foden. Yeah, I'd say so. Possibly John Stones. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Fabian Delph still at the club? Get in the ice bath. <laughs> it's full of chocolate. Get in it. Stones would be a sport about it. I think so. Yeah, he'd be he fine. Would. Yeah. They all love him. They all love him. They all subscribe yeah. to the, to the Oh, to the he's cult. a beautiful boy. He's, they're all subscribe to, subscribe to the cult, don't they? Yeah, but I mean, if it's that successful. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. There we are. All right, uh, let's move on to Everton versus Arsenal on Sunday at 4.30. Arsenal haven't won at Goodison Park since 2017. We know Goodison Park is a real fortress, Jim. (laughs) That is how, presumably, you explain those poor results. Can they do it this time? I guess so. Uh, I I bloody hope so, Marcus, (laughs) because that is absurd, isn't it? They should. That is absurd. Can can you defend, can you, in light of the fact that he's left... Not at Goodison Park. We cannot defend at Goodison Park, no. In light of the fact that he's had his contract terminated kind of quietly on on a good day to bury bad news... Could you defend anything about Nicolas Pepe's signing? Um, um, because that was a farcical situation. It was a farcical situation. For those who don't know the background of it, um, Count Unai wanted um, very specifically Wilfred Zaha, who is a very different type of player from Nicolas Pepe, who is, you know, essentially works fairly well in a counter-attacking team. Yeah. Um, and it was the wrong player at the wrong time. The fee was way too high and he just didn't fit Arteta's plan. But I mean, he got 27 goals and made 21 assists for Arsenal in 112 games, which isn't too bad, really. He also, I think he was on loan at Nice last season, scored six in 19, didn't play for the second half of the season very much because he was injured. But it's not like he's a terrible player. But It's the fee. It's the fee. It's all it is. is the fee. When you get a player on big wages at a big club, no one will take them because of those wages. Yes. It creates this idea of this player that they're almost some sort of like 
um, like they're not even a footballer. Like they're so useless that they might as well just like be be scrapped and yeah, used the, the, for glue. The, the, and I think the, they're Pepe's an unfortunate <laughs> victim of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, he obviously really wants to play. He's he's gone to Trabzon, which is a really like passionately followed club, but for not that much pay actually, and only a one year deal. Presumably, he's using it as a jumping off point, thinking yeah. if I can have a good season there, maybe I can get a good um, a contract somewhere else. But I I don't know. He he was. He was fantastic in his in his in his time yeah. in, in won in an France. FA Cup. Um, I'd love to, I'd love well. to know who because he was seventy nine million euros. Seven, uh, right. I'd love to know if that's the largest ever fee paid for a player who's had his contract terminated. Mm. Because I yeah. mean, it's it absolutely be. astonishing. Do you reckon that, that was know, the... it depends what it was made up of, wasn't it? I don't know yeah. if that was add-ons. But that's or... the that's the, the the Premier League riches. I mean, we you know yeah. If you remember when China was splashing the cash. And players were going there on enormous wages and so on. And of course, they were kind of phoning it in and oh, it didn't quite work out. Well, obviously, the Premier League is very different to that. But when you throw such huge amounts of money around, inevitably, you will get something like this. I mean, there'll be other examples as well. But Pepe's obviously been forgotten, I would suggest. He's a forgotten larger, man of, of yeah, uh, larger yeah. parts. But, but that, I just remember at the time thinking he's had, was it one good season or maybe two? Two really in, good ones. In, in France, yeah. And you think, flipping it, you know, Lille have played a blinder there. Absolutely. Oh, of course. I mean, they can't we, believe you know. it. They're rubbing their hands together. Yeah. Really, like the year before he went to Arsenal, uh, Leon got a 30 million bid accepted for him mm. and he refused to go. And he did, he did Lille a massive favour because they definitely would have taken that 30 mil. And um, he had a great season off the back of that and they sold him for nearly three times the price. But I think it's contextual with Arsenal as well, isn't it? Because yeah. this isn't Arsenal spending 80 mil on a player now. It's Arsenal then. Mm. And I remember when they when they did the signing thinking, shit, I had no idea they could... I thought the whole point they were signing, weren't signing Zaha is because they didn't have the money. Yeah. And also, it's worth pointing out that this was under um, Raul Sanlehi and uh, Sven Mislintat as well. Mm. A lot of people, when the board was really messy, there were a lot of people, essentially too many cooks, and none of those people are there anymore. So um, hopefully this is the last time we'll spend an absolute fortune on a player and then pay them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, splashing the cash and players leaving, Damari Gray has joined Steven Gerrard at Al Etifak. Uh, this happened last week. When he left, he had a little dig at uh, Sean Dyche on Instagram. Did you see this? Well, I'm not surprised. Before he left. He did it before it? he left, yeah. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Well, it, it said Everton fans have always been great with me, but it's so difficult to play for someone who doesn't show you respect as a person. Yeah, he's probably looking at that absolute shower going, how can I not get in this team? Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's obviously going to be frustrated. I mean, there's been players doing that all the time, haven't there? On, on the Everton side of things, you know, I, I, they were, the, the Sheffield United game, which obviously ended 2 all, was a really good game, and it could have probably mm -hmm. gone either way. Um, it was it was a great game to watch um, last last time out, but you know Everton have been started the season like in a in a kind of quite troubling fashion as far as that they're not really doing what you'd expect a Sean Dyche side to do. They're not keeping it tight really. They got absolutely smashed by Aston Villa. They were the worst. They were the you know, Doncaster were the better team against them, even though they ended up losing two one. The yeah. only um, bottom of the league, Doncaster, yeah, bottom the time, of the yeah. football league, Doncaster, yeah. 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 Um, and the only kind of real green shoots you can see from Everton at the moment is just that they've got potentially new owners coming in, which is obviously can't you know, people can't believe their luck about that. They'd be very very happy for that to happen, I'm sure. Not if they knew who the owners were. But well, anyway, but the thing is, on. but they're in a position where they don't they, they think it can't get any worse, right? They, I mean, well, we'll see about that. Well, if that's the case, if that's the case, then well, I mean, know, the club's going to go out of business, Andy. Yeah, there's not that much more room to get worse. Ex exactly, exactly right. Although um, I'm, I could easily and, be proved wrong. And, on and, that and point. you know what, Marcus? I, did, I just didn't appreciate Andy's tone there either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, I'm sure Everton fans did. Very patronising, mm. very patronising to a fellow broadcasting professional. I thought, Marcus, <laughs> how you felt about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the only thing I, I was is saying, that what you want? You just have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing I would say on the pitch is that I thought that the 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 encouraging thing is that Beto looks like a good player. Yeah. And, and, and apparently he's not even fully fit yet. And he was really the only shining light in that Doncaster game and looks like they might have actually unearthed a bit of a gem there. Um, so that could possibly be a positive for them. I know that Everton won at Goodison Park last season. It really kind of stalled Arsenal in their That's tracks. Rig, first game, it? I believe, wasn't was it? Was it? Okay. Yeah, it probably was, so. I think. Yeah, it was about four or five games after the mid-season break, wasn't it? Mm. And Arsenal were going great guns and they just pulled that result out of nowhere. And then they didn't win for a couple of games after that either. All of that context makes this quite a psychologically interesting proposition, doesn't it? It does, Because yeah. the fact Arsenal haven't won there in six years 
shows there's a little bit of a block there. That's something for Mikel Arteta to navigate. It's also something that's going to put the wind in the sails of Everton. If ever they're going to play like a like a dice team in in air quotes, it's mm-hmm. going to be in that sort of. Context. And they did that in that last so game. Didn't it, they? they absolutely yeah. did. They did a really good job of it, and they could and could and should have scored more goals in that game as well. So, it um it was a very very bad day at the office for Arsenal. They they need to approach it better and Is it a set the agenda. For Kai Havertz, Jim. Um, every game is a chance for Kai Havertz. But this one in it? particular, though, I mean, you get against a. a, a he was, re- he he was really to... good for Germany in the week. He, uh, yeah, against he a lovely book, through ball for Leroy Sané's goal. Yeah, yeah he uh, do well, Germany, Havertz. Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Havertz needs a big moment, mm. and this would be a really timely um, time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. It would be timely, Jim. You're absolutely yeah. right. Well, apparently the Athletic surveyed a cross-section of agents involved with the biggest transfers of the summer and they voted for Kai Havertz as their worst signing of the window. Weirdly, weirdly tabloid from the Athletic. Very. Yeah. Well, not, not, not weird for anyone who's watched the Athletic or yeah. read the Athletic or listened to the Athletic recently, but um, <laughs> the, the, the timing of that's odd as well because, I mean, how could you call it that when he's, mm. he's not actually really had a chance to play yet? Four or five games in? Yeah. Oh, got the yeah, it's just it's the way it goes in the media these stick, days. Stick the boot into someone. Stick the boot into someone. But well, at least dude, it, why not do what we do and stick the boot into everyone mm, all yeah. the time? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can't be accused of anything. Can there you? we are. You see. Yeah. Um, well, at least he played well for Germany. Yeah. Because I took heart of the fact that Raul Jimenez scored a few goals for Mexico. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm with I you. I love there. that. Take googling. He's googling <laughs> for any positive news. I just get the updates. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> now, speaking of. Uh, Worst signings. Have you seen this uh, from the Czech Republic? A Czech third tier side have signed a 22 year old who has never played football before. Yeah. Okay. I- interesting tactic. Yeah. Um, FK Usti Nad Labem. Uh, I don't know uh, if anyone's heard of them, but they are sixth <laughs> in the Czech third division. They've signed a law student. And the reason why they signed him is because the law student's father paid the club 17 and a half grand. <laughs> So that they could yeah. presumably take him off his hands and into the club. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone has their price. Just send him to boarding school. I can't, yeah, he's 22. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it, really? It just goes to show that if you've got the money, you can just pay your yeah. way into any situation. And I fear, Jim, I fear that this is going to set a precedent and it won't be long until the musketeer gets the last 10 minutes at Old Trafford. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, I hope That'd so. We can only hope. We'd, be all, we'd all be into that, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's only going to play for 10 minutes, apparently. But yeah. I, have you, seen, seen, a, listen, have you I, seen a picture of him? Say, I'm, hardly a racist normal looking bloke. I'm hardly a racist snake myself, but he is not doing more than 10 minutes. No, I've, seen, seen, the photo. I've <laughs> seen the photo. He's a big boy. Andy and I played football f- f- for myself for the first time in a long time yesterday. Even playing 10 minutes when you're not very good at football against other people who aren't very good at football <laughs> yeah. is really, really hard. It's like watching two people who can't fight having a boxing Absolutely. match. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He's going to have a terrible time. Well, and I, mean, I hope it's being live streamed somewhere. I can't imagine the Czech third tier is a particularly high standard but it is a standard indeed okay? yes. I mean the, the club chairman said of uh, the law student who will remain nameless because I don't think we've got his name he has never played football only FIFA from what I know obviously the computer game however you don't just see money rolling on the floor every day I love it <laughs> I just love the honesty yeah. we pay 17 and a half grand have you got 17 well your son can play <laughs> I don't care how old or, or tubby he is get him in <laughs> tubby <You know? laughs> No one's just tubby anymore. If someone gives me this type of money, I'll let anyone join. <laughs> literally said those words. Right. Uh, yeah. I getting I, hooked for him is going to be absolutely fuming. Yeah. I also like how the son in their, in their story um, basically felt the need to put this sentence in it. Football is a sport where talent is nurtured from the youth as players <laughs> battle through the grassroots to academy programs before going pro. Thanks, the son. <laughs> Appreciate you letting us know how football fucking works. Yeah, silly sausages. All right, let's have a quick break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's not take a piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you are. Welcome back to the Football Rival, everybody. Right then, everybody, back to the Premier League. Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace on Saturday at 3pm. Villa have had uh, topsy-turvy time so far in the Premier League. They've beaten Everton and Burnley, as you would expect them to do. They were hammered by Newcastle and lost uh, to Liverpool as well so far this season. Andy, what do you think of Villa? Obviously, last season under Emery, they were, they were brilliant. They strode up the table and got themselves European football mixed bag of a start but I mean it's early days and you know Newcastle away and obviously Liverpool are two ferocious opponents yeah and they're rebuilding their defence as well which I think is the key thing that mm. Emery leans on isn't it so that's that's been a bit of an issue injury to Mings has been big yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that Diego Carlos is coming back from a big injury um, that, that's that's a thing the fact that they've got an incredible amount of left footed defenders at the moment is something that freaks me out a little bit although that's perhaps my right footed prejudice <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> okay. not like everyone else I, I think you know like people say about left footed penalty takers they don't trust them mm-hmm. as well Julian Dix said otherwise didn't he yeah, in very emphatic fashion. Yeah. He's the exception to many rules, though, yeah. isn't he? You to, to be fair, you had to go back to about 35 years for that there. Yeah, I just, it just example. sprung to mind. I know. I saw how quick your mind worked there. I saw yeah. how quick the synapses went. There it was we very go. impressive. Thank you very much. Particularly for a man of your yeah. age. Or Lionel Messi. It was just <laughs> <laughs> famously a great penalty taker, Lionel Messi. Well, he's, he picked up the pieces, didn't he, in the World Cup? Put them all away. But he's, he's clearly not Let's that not good argue at... about Messi's penalty taking okay, ability, fine. okay? I think you look at Villa and they've got the potential to be really exciting. I guess the big question over them, you feel Emery did a great job in that first year. They're obviously going to win the Conference League. That's a given. You've got that, <laughs> you've got that already, yeah. as they used to say on, on, on Bullseye. You've got that in the bag. That's safe. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, to me, I can't work out how they're going to stabilise the defence and get the front part of the team doing what it should be doing. Yeah, because potentially they're very, very exciting. Yeah, um, Yuri Tielemans has been complaining in the international break about his lack of game time at Aston Villa. It's a funny player, Tielemans. A um, lot of talent, and it was it was a surprise that Leicester signed him because people thought that he might go to Arsenal. He was linked to Arsenal for ages and he so was. on, and and uh, one or two other clubs of a similar stature. Man United as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and obviously at Leicester, it you know won a trophy, but it ended in uh, relegation, and now he's at Aston Villa. And he's struggling to get into the squad. I mean, what do you think about that situation, Jim? Because they do have, you know, a midfield that we've talked about before in the past that's been pretty handy. Yeah, I th- essentially he, he's been complaining that, it, that Emery is using his midfield of last year. And actually, you know, it's he can't have assumed coming into the club that he's just going to walk into that side because Emery had them performing really, really well. They're a really, really solid unit who all, you know, work very hard, know their jobs and presumably he's found that actually he's he can't break into that because we need it the structure mm-hmm. is there and it works and i think he's going to get chances isn't he and, he, and he's bound to perform as well but they're playing a lot emery of games is, aren't they they yeah. are playing a lot yeah. of games and emery is trying to build a big squad and so far he, he you know that that's what they're what their signings have been about, I don't know, but rotation essentially. And, and also, I think he's just going to have to be patient. Like, Pau Torres is a is a funny one as well because it's taken him a little bit of, mm-hmm. while, of of time to gel. I think we all thought that Villa had arguably, you know, the the best window of anyone in 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 the Premier League. You could argue, but it hasn't quite, you know, clicked in the way that you'd hope. Yeah, but, but I mean, if Pau Torres and Tielemans have been playing to the level of their talent over the last year, year and a half. They wouldn't be at Villa. Well, that's the thing that's about the reality, Taylor Montand. Yeah. I mean, again, you look at the trajectory of his career. You know, do you, do you think he maybe feels that he should be? Well, obviously, he feels he should be starting for Aston. But do you think he still thinks? You know, I, I'm actually a, a a real top quality player here. How on earth am I not starting for Villa? Because he's he's a forever 
starter in the Belgian side, of course, and it's been important for them over the years. Maybe, but look, I think you can say that, say, James Madison, despite Leicester getting relegated, had a very good season last season. Mm-hmm. Tielemans didn't. And and mm. so you've you've got to be prepared to roll your sleeves up and and, and start again, haven't you? you yeah, do. I think I think it's also yeah, there's a little bit, and you understand why because the players back themselves, and that's how they get to the position they're in. Yeah, but he's you know he's he's coming off the back of playing for a relegated team, mm. going into a team that have massively at the very least stabilised and risen from the ashes, arguably from the Steven Gerrard regime, and he's got to work his way in. It's only four or five games into the season. He's come off the bench a few times. Mm. He needs to work his way in there and, play, and find out, take an opportunity when it comes along. Two or three years, off to Saudi Arabia. As, as long as that. <laughs> as long as that, yeah. You just said Steven Gerrard, and maybe got me thinking. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in Crystal Palace, um, uh, they are, you know, they've had a, a fairly solid start to the season, you would say. Joel Ward has been singing Roy Hodgson and Ray Lewington's praises. He said, it is contagious, their enthusiasm and their dedication. It is something that you feed off, and you see that in the way they are, and it rubs off on all the players. Yeah, and, and love the, it. And, love it. And it's, it's, it's great to hear, and um, I love the fact that Ray and Roy are still doing it. But what's kind of interesting to me is that Roy Hodgson is is kind of the drug that Crystal Palace can't quite kick. Mm. And you can't blame him though. No, you can't. You can't blame them. You can't blame them. But it's clearly not a long term thing, mm-hmm. and they have to find a way of getting beyond Roy Hodgson at some point. But they are though, aren't they? they but they um... but they can't be in a situation where they go another year. <clears throat> he, he leaves after this year. They go another year. It goes to shit, and they have to get him back again. You can't <laughs> just keep doing that. But they're well, yeah. wor- they're working on changing with his hand on the till though because I think if you look at the football they played in the coda to last season and then they've started okay at the start of this season obviously Elise coming back will will make a massive difference just by handing the keys so if you've got that we're talking about that balance between solidity and flair if you can have that traditional Hodgson obstinance and then you add to that Elise and Eze running the team. And Eze's cameo in Scotland. Jesus. Mm. I, know, I know we were talking about Jude Bellingham and rightly so, but it was great, wasn't it? He should it? have scored, yeah. though. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, should, the first touch done. was great, but it was a shame he didn't score. But, you know, it's it, again, it's potentially making Palace a very exciting team. Yeah, indeed. I mean, but are they not um, grooming Paddy McCarthy for the role in the future? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, that's exactly. The plan. So there is a plan for... Good. Okay, the, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, so, so, so they've got the future... Um, in in the, in mind, mm. we can enjoy the here and now, can't we? Jake's Paddy McCarthy in like a little nest, is like a little chick. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and Roy's feeding him little worms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> growing him big and strong, <laughs> little tactical worms. Yeah. Although Roy did actually say about um, Eze, didn't he? He actually said, "We'll never be able to stop the vultures, vultures circling." And I thought, always yeah, aware of other birds. You <laughs> reference the bird of prey. There, you've got an opportunity. You've got an opportunity to say, "We'll never be able to stop the barn owls circling." Yeah, well, he did say um, it's a strong uh, in, uh, statement of intent for the club which was uh, you know about keeping those players of course I have good memories of last season if I close my eyes and conjure up the images of those two causing plenty of problems for opposition defences <laughs> this has huge ding dong potential doesn't it when you when you kind of think about it like that with Elise and, and Ezra in particular and how front footed they are and how yeah. there are some question marks over Villa um, based on some of the results they've had either way but they're potentially explosive as well yeah yeah I, th- I think this could be a, a barn burner there we go there we are you see a barn, barn owl burner, burner potentially <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> hope not hopefully he flies to safety way ahead of time <laughs> Indeed, yeah. and with Eduard scoring goals as well yeah you know, some Palace strikers have not always had it that easy. So let's hope he can continue his fine form. Uh, at Old Trafford on Saturday at 3pm, uh, Manchester United host Brighton. Uh, the big news coming out of Old Trafford at the moment is, of course, Jaden Sancho. Uh, he's been banished from the first team after he refused to apologise to Eric Ten Hag. Uh, Are you going to apologise to Eric? <laughs> Are you going to apologise to Eric? Yeah. Well, I have in a way. <laughs> uh, you don't see a lot of banishments these days, do you? You don't, Jim, no. do you? I mean, it follows his social media post after the Arsenal defeat where he said he'd been made a scapegoat for a long time at the club. He was then asked to apologise to Ten Hag and then he refused. Manchester United were willing to sell Sancho to a Saudi Arabian club before the deadline last week, um, but he refused to engage. Which is kind of fair enough. That. Yeah, it's, it's up to I him, mean, I, I, I would say there's, been a, there's a pattern emerging of players using social media to come out and complain about stuff. I don't necessarily have a problem with that in principle. But what uh-huh. I do think is the manager needs to be, the buck needs to stop with the manager. Yep. And Eric Ten Hag, I mean, he won't be happy with how Man United have started the season. Um, but he, he has given them a platform there to, to kind of really kick on after a lot of nonsense that's come before him. And I think one of the things that's been a hallmark of his regime so far has been, look, 
this is all it's on me. Mm. And I, I'm the man to get rid of a Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm the man to send mm-hmm. the players I want to pick. Yeah. I'm the, and he and, and I understand he has to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of totally sympathise with Sancho not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia. But that's totally of his right at the age he is and the fact that he wants to play at a good level. I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But if he is going to come out and use his social media to, to complain about stuff that's happening internally at the club, he's obviously going to be punished for that. No, but mm-hmm. he, he feels as if he's been hung out to dry. Well, he has and, been. And if he's been spoken about in a certain way. But he has been. But, but the point is, no player's bigger than Luke, the club. we need that's to hear problem. from the Sancho side of this, which is obviously represented by the Dortmund-loving Andy Brassley. Andy Brassley, exactly. Andy? Oh, well, I, th- I, think, I think the eventual conclusion is obvious, isn't it? The he's going to leave that, the club. The fact that, well, not, he's not just going to leave the club. I think Edin Terzic gets binned as Dortmund coach. Probably Julian Nagelsmann comes in in the medium term. Little loan deal. And yeah, he gets loaned back to Dortmund. I think that's what he wants to, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I, I find this whole Sancho and Ten Hag thing, it's a strange one because I think years ago, we would, the, the general feel was, you'd always back the club and the manager over this and you think yeah. he's this player is speaking out. He's being to, very, very silly. And, and, and clearly, but I think nowadays there's less of that. There's still a bit of that, of course, but nowadays people think, oh, hang on, this is unfair on, on the player and, and a player has a right to speak out. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think this, this situation is a little bit different from what we generally see when, like the Damari Gray situation is a, a great example. When, yeah. when we see this sort of thing where a player speaks out about a manager or a club, this is slightly different because it. I do think Sancho is genuinely the aggrieved party here. Mm. I don't think it was fair of the club to to so publicly hang, hang him out to dry and not expect him to have his right of reply. But then the thing is though, Jim, though, that, that you see, we don't know what's been going on. Mm. If Sancho has been poor with his discipline if they have tried and Ten Hag has cut a figure of being pretty fair on those who aren't going to put he's in a, a disciplinarian isn't disciplinarian exactly and and we've seen the levels of performance um, at the club the club is still a bit shambolic here and there that's not Ten Hag's fault he's you'd say largely Ten Hag's been playing his part he's swimming against the tide a bit yeah he, I mean he's yeah. not been he's not been perfect but he's been certainly an he's had a lot to deal with isn't a he? lot to deal with uh, and and if he feels I'm gonna ha- I'm this uh, you know a one last throw of the dice or maybe he genuinely thinks this could get a reaction because it has worked in the past with some players mm. I grant you it's lesser um, uh, a lesser trodden path these days then perhaps one might have sympathy for the manager there. I do think though if you try that and then that doesn't work that that's on you mm. and that that's that's for the manager to deal with but I think yeah. the, the issue is here isn't it that um, Sancho doesn't feel like he needs to apologise to Ten Hag. So what's, they haven't got down to the business of actually sorting things out between them and clarifying it. Mm. So they they need to keep talking this through, I would think. They need to keep I agree. <clears throat> and the, mediating. And, and the, way that, the way that United are approaching it, even if they never want to play him again, he's daft. Like, like you they devalue ju- they just, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, yeah, I do think that whoever side you fall against, or down to just airing your dirty laundry in public is never a good idea. And... Ten Hag and Manchester United, they moved first on this. Yeah, and also, let's be honest, there's another massive story at United at the moment, and one. everyone's talking about this one. And yes, yeah. you know, you, you wonder if that might even be convenient at, this, at the expense of Sancho. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, going yeah. to fool Matt Letizia. Nice to, to say, a little bit of conspiracy nice there, see. Jim. It's a Friday, feel your boots. Can, can, I, can I perhaps just offer... Paul McCartney is dead. <laughs> <laughs> the newest one you could think of. <laughs> All right, Avril Lavigne has been replaced. Yeah, okay. say, that's before the moon landing. Before <laughs> moon landing. Um, um, can I offer a slightly alternative opinion, yes. which is perhaps going to be ridiculed, as, as sometimes becomes the custom. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan Sancho, talking of devaluing him and stuff like that, I mean, he has played quite a lot for Man United and doesn't really, hasn't really made it's an not impact. It was but an odd signing. It was an odd move. He was so good at Dortmund, of course. And going to Manchester United, I understand people say, well, maybe he wants to come back home to England and, you know, they are a huge club and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, I, just, I, I just thought it was, I I thought it was a pretty weird one it's, from the start. It's a, it's a bit like Chelsea, isn't it? In that if you sign one player and he doesn't get anywhere near his potential... Maybe it's the player. If you sign a load of players mm. who don't get anywhere near their potential, it's probably the club. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's it's just a long list. Pogba have a shit attitude, mm. you know? Well, uh, I mean, it constantly in the, the spotlight for negative reasons, though, Andy Pogba. Yeah, no, 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 that's I, unfair. I, mean, I, I just think that was maybe a poor I mean, example this, you this, used. There. This is a, this is a whole can of worms, but. I think I think that the 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 there's a lot to unpick with Man United. I think if Eric, I think in this particular case, if Eric Ten Hag wants to 
actually put United you know, back on an even kill. And let's not forget, they won a trophy last season, finished third in the Premier League. Yeah. Back up, and that's a reasonable, mm. it's a reasonable improvement mm. for a club of their size, you know, given what's happening elsewhere in the Premier League. You know, that's the first trophy they won since Mourinho, right? And he delivers them back into the Champions League. And he's shown last season, I don't mm. think they've started the season very well, by the way, but mm. they showed last season that yeah. if, he, if they build around him, he's the guy with the big enough personality and enough skills as a manager to make this happen. Regardless of whatever happens with Sancho, at a club like Man United, Ten Hag will be judged on his results. Mm-hmm. If they end up 10th come January, he'll probably lose his job. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. if he's going to pick Alejandro Garnacho ahead of Jadon Sancho, yep. despite Jadon Sancho costing a lot of money and Garnacho being an kind of academy player... But that's fine. That's on him. That's his decision. He's not going to realistically do yeah. that for any other reason. He doesn't think Sancho can no, do a job that, for him. That, that, well, that's, the thing that's, is the, that's the fine. That's fine. The way you publicly treat people and the way you speak about people... That has an impact, not only just on the finances of the club, as Jim was talking about, but in terms of getting other players to come. Mm. Initially, when that quote landed, it was like, oh, wow, he's saying he's been shit in training. But um, that's an inference from that from that phrase, isn't it? It's, it isn't necessarily saying that. It's just like... I think, I think there's an opportunity for... San- I mean, look, the, the transfer window's shut now, so that's partly a problem, of course. But, I mean... Like I said, I don't want to come across as too old school, and I think players should have a voice, and they should be able to kind of mm-hmm. articulate how they feel. I think that's important. But ultimately, you're never going to win against the size of a club of Man United. You're mm. just not going to win. And so, if he, if he if he genuinely thinks that it's a problem there, and that the manager doesn't fancy him, doesn't like him, isn't mm-hmm. going to select him, that no matter what he does, Jadon Sancho may be sitting there thinking, "I've trained really well. What uh, what chance have I got?" Then he needs to go to the club and say he wants a move. Mm. That's that's really the only thing he can do. Mm. He's not going to help the situation by saying the stuff he said publicly off the reservation. But, and don't forget, th- Roy Keane's fucking done that and, he, and Roy Keane's a legend at the club and he mm. got moved on. Now, it's easy for them to be moving on because he was an older and player and he mm. wasn't improving and all the rest of it. But Man United need to understand the size of the club they are and so they have to, I feel like, they have to operate in a certain way. Mm. If I may finish my point about how you can, can read those quotes as well, it could genuinely be read as, okay, he's not um, he's not what we need for this game, for, mm. for what we're planning yeah. In the next game, it could just be that Ten Hag has a very, very direct communication style. Perhaps it is sort of crossed wires, and it's blown up into this huge thing with with Sancho's statement. Mm-hmm. And they are just kind of they're just at loggerheads now, aren't they? Exactly. Both it's, thinking it's, the other needs to apologise well, to the other, and it's it. going nowhere. It's not about being in or out of the team. It's about the way you speak to people, and it's about the way mm. you treat people. That's, I mean, that's what it's about. I mean, I suppose to, to to chuck in a little extra something here in December 2022. Ten Hag revealed in the press conference that Sancho would be unavailable for a period of time due to physical and mental factors as the attacker was was, was battling injury. Manchester United didn't get clearance to mention his mental health struggles. Yeah. And that's, that's the crux appalling. of this, isn't it? So I suppose, right. yeah, just bringing in that to the... To that's the fair enough. I didn't remember that, so that's fair enough. Yeah, so well, I, yeah, we, we shall have to wait and see there. But, I mean, something we can all agree on is wherever he plays, I mean, most likely at the moment, the Manchester United may, might not become January... We want Sancho playing because he's a phenomenal player yeah. and, and, and ridiculously talented. Well, obviously, I think if Ten Hag knew that um, Sancho's got mental health issues which are affecting his performance, and he shouldn't mm-hmm. have said the stuff he said. But then you think about Klopp and Sturridge, you know, and Klopp said a few things, and then he said at one point, he's like, yeah, but at some point, Daniel, you're going to have to buck your ideas up. You, know, mm. you can't always be injured. You can't always, you know, sometimes yeah. it's in his mind. And, and it was like, whoa, it was surprising he said that. They've but... got to be careful managing those messages for sure. Indeed, indeed. Um, but uh, yes, they do have Brighton to play uh, tomorrow, of course. Evan Ferguson, Danny Welbeck are doubts, which is a shame because I love seeing Welbs play, especially against Manchester United. Uh, but Anzu Fatty, Jim, could be unleashed. Yeah. It'd be fun, wouldn't it, potentially? Mm. Um, I think it'd be really sort of... Huge moment for Brighton as well in, in terms of yeah. seeing a player with, of such a huge reputation at the club and, and it's a, sh- a real sign of how far they've come and, and how, how well established they are. Now. Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a good move for, for, for Anzu Fati because like it's so much pressure for him back in Spain at Barcelona mm, and, yeah. and so on. And, and it's very seldom you get a teenager who really obviously wants it all. You know, Chris, the aforementioned Cristiano Ronaldo is, not, is an obvious example. Even someone like Wayne Rooney, very different figure yeah. and very different, um, you know, vibe for want of a better word than Ronaldo. But they were clearly, obviously, ready. Whereas, whereas Fatty, yes, of course, he's played performance and so on. But being handed the ten shirt, you yeah. know, it's, it's great. I, 
I, th- I think that's no, but Barcelona. I'm yeah, saying. yeah so no, it is, it is, I mean, that's what you want, though. Yeah, I but it I, comes with its own pressure. I don't know whether thing. he wanted it or anything, but I just think if I was at the club, Barcelona, I'd say, let, let's just give it a season or two before we give you that jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, these yeah. little things, but you know. Keep it, keep it on the Brighton side. I think yeah. this is a really great set of um, circumstances. Great timing because mm-hmm, you can say mm-hmm. to Anthony, I mean, assuming he is fit, and yeah. he probably won't start the game, but if he's fit enough to make a, a contribution, it's fantastic for Deserbi because yeah. he can say, right. Make your impact. You're at yeah, Old Trafford. Absolutely. This yeah, is this yeah. is. I mean, he won't even have to explain mm. anything about the fixture or the game. He just go go out there and show us what you can do, and that's an amazing thing. And I think it's also a really good litmus test for where both these teams are at. Mm-hmm. May United had a great platform last season, as I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Shaky start this season. Brighton will sniff blood and they will capitalise if they can. And it's a really great test of where Brighton are. If you go away and win at Old Trafford, no matter what the season, mm-hmm. it's a great result. It is a great result great. indeed. Um, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Can't watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. That's, that's, it's fuck. quite annoying. Every time, every time in the running order it says Saturday 3 o'clock, I just get irrationally annoyed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's time for the Football Ramble Acker with Betfair. With Betfair, you can build your own football accumulators this season with their new 90-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. And this weekend, you can get a completely free Acker on the football as well. So today, and indeed every Friday on the preview show, each of us will choose our own weekend Premier League game and build an acker of four match odds 90 bets. Marcus, mm. you're maintaining a 100% record in club football, I yeah, believe. Yeah, you've got to protect um, that. Yeah. You had the international break off, yeah. um, uh, but you've <laughs> you've got a selection. You're first up this time. Who have you gone for? I'm going Brighton to beat Manchester United. I love that! Yeah. Oh, yes. Go Big on potatoes. Spells. Come on. Come on. This, is fanci- not, this is not a part of the bet, by the way, but I fancy Solly March to get the winner. No, that's, mm. well, that's okay, but you, you'll yeah, go... But it's, the bet is just Brighton to win. Look forward Brighton to not to being able to watch it unfold. <laughs> I think I think, I think think Vish is the only one with a full 100% record intact. Yeah. And I like the fact that you've taken a lot of criticism from me for picking really easy games, Yeah. and now you've gone Brighton to win at Old Trafford. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Fantastic I selection. I you were going to say that was an easy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic selection. Andy... Well, I'm going to stick to my brave selections and go for uh, Fulham to beat Luton. Yeah. He used to mark a spell of puppet. She's yeah. a mouthpiece. That's <laughs> a John Major to Margaret Thatcher, you. <laughs> Fulham to beat Luton at home. Okay, listen, this is good to have one in there. Uh, Jim. I've gone for Newcastle to beat Brentford. The Piff Posse um, have lost the last three, I believe, mm. and that shows up for all the Arabia for what it is. Yeah. But yeah. I think um, they will get back on track here. As at home, you would you would think they'd have enough. I don't think that's an easy one to call, by the way. But no, I don't no know Brentford that. won't make it easy for them, but I reckon they're going to have enough. Well, Jim's obviously a Jason Tindall loyalist, so there we are. makes perfect sense. You're kind of guy, isn't he, Jason? Yeah, Tindall, yeah he is, so. yeah. Um, uh, so that's Newcastle to beat Brentford at St. James's Park. The Piff Posse to do their thing. Um, I've gone on the Marcus Speller side school of thought. This is big. I've gone for Bournemouth to beat Chelsea. Do you know what? When we had Why the fixtures, I nearly picked that one. Go and on, I, thought, I, thought, I thought, I'm not going to because I think Luke's going to have it. That's and right. I want you to get the glory. I would love the glory. <laughs> I would absolutely love the glory. Um, <laughs> or to put it another way, I bottled it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's Sunday at two o'clock. Um, by that point, Marcus tipping Brighton to win at Old Trafford might well have seen us fall by the wayside. Let's but we never know. Not. Look, we need a win. We need I, a win I love here. you've gone for Bournemouth here. We need a win. We haven't had one yet. It's important for us to get one. We were close. Um, so in summary, Brighton to win, Fulham to win, Newcastle to win, Bournemouth to win. A £10 bet with Betfair on that return. £229.82 and if we win all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK plus for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK remember with Betfair this season when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama will not be affected and that's the same for a round blacker every week Opt-in required. Max free bet varies from £1 to £10 per customer. Minimum combined odds of 1.5. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. And visit BeGambleAware.org. Okay. The regime are running scared again. <laughs> so I'm hosting this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Nice to hear you call them the regime because normally you refer to them as the blob, don't you? Yeah, the deep state. <laughs> um, I'm hosting this week because uh, people have started to get seriously concerned about the good form I'm in. Um, so they've put me on the hosting in the hosting seat. Um, you know the game by now. If you don't, you'll pick it up pretty quick. Um, I'm going to come to you first, Jim. Uh, and the first category in this week's Jack's Encyclopedia. And you, I think you'll like this. I think you'll all enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I think you will all enjoy this one. I was pretty happy with this uh, this uh, category. Mm-hmm. Top 20 all-time Champions League goal scorers. Ooh. Now, it does not include goals scored in qualifying rounds, mm-hmm. Andy. 
It does not include. <laughs> it does not include the old European Cup again, Andy. So, twen- top twenty all-time Champions League goalscorers in the Champions League era. Jim, I'll come to you first. And I will go with Cristiano Ronaldo. That is quite obviously correct. Erling Holland. Oh, Erling Holland. Oh, has he played enough? Frighteningly, that's already correct. <laughs> Flipping, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, Lionel Messi. But what'd you say it like that? Because I suddenly thought, did Jim say Ronaldo or Messi? <laughs> <laughs> You're all in. You've all, got, you've all got the monkey off your back. One, one correct guess each. Jim. Thierry Henry. Ooh, like You'd that. think so, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You would think so. Mm. You're right. Robert Lewandowski. Ooh. Don't like your tone again, Andy, but fair enough. <laughs> You're welcome. Quite yeah. dismissive. You're very dismissive of the game. Just respect the art. Oh, I only disrespect Luke's game. That's actually. fair enough. Yeah. Exactly. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> That's what the listeners want. Uh-huh. Marcus? Uh, Roll? Surely. Nice. Of course he has, mate. Yeah. Of course he has, bruv. He was Mr. Champions League for a minute. He was. He was. Jim? Karen Benzema. Ooh. Karen Benzema, you say. Yeah, 90 goals, actually. Benzie. Rude Van Nistelrooy. Ah, good one. Absolutely right. Andrei Shevchenko. That's also correct. Ooh. You guys are playing along at home, you have to be pretty quick because these guys are rapid, sticking them out there. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ooh. Correct. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got two, four, six, eight, ten left. You've got halfway through, Andy. You just start to remember the ones that have been said now. Edinson Cavani. Oh, that's a nice a guess, isn't it? That's a big shout. It's correct. Marcus. Filippo Inzaghi. Nice to hear his name mentioned. Get in the hat. Get in the Absolutely. hat. Uh, Waz Rooney. Ah, yeah. Mm. Wayne Rooney, you say. And the top 20 Champions League goal scorers. <laughs> Wait, not my friend. Wayne, you little baby elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising that, isn't it? it it's is, surprising yeah. on that. He was there for so long. Big afraid not. Baby. Big afraid baby. not. Um, Andy. You're still in the, still in the, in the, on the hunt, mate. Sammy Leto. Ooh. Oh, big love, shout. Yeah, great stuff. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got one there. Marcus, you need to name one and you've got the point, mate. And there's, there's, there are two, four, six, eight left to choose from. Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez, he says. No, he's not in there. Afraid not. So we go back in, Jim. You're okay. back from the dead. Uh, You're like Lazarus. God, I am like Lazarus. Um, Neymar. Okay. Oh, okay. The Neymar, he says. You're back in the hunt. Well played, well played. Excellent choice. Okay, Andy, it's on you, mate. I'm going to go for Iron Robin. Nice shout. I don't think he's in there. How nice can the shout be when it's wrong? Exactly. Marcus, otherwise Jim gets the point. Need an answer from you, my friend. No Salah. Not confident with that. I think that's right. Back to you, Jim. Oh, it's a great right round. The, really, really <laughs> the drama's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Okay. Um, I've had enough of this. Hernan Crespo. Oh, Crespo. Oof. Where's that come from, Jim? Milan. Great <laughs> <laughs> not, Marcus. I'll have Gonzalo Higuain then. Gonzalo Higuain. Fucking hell, boys. <laughs> no How one gets the point. Left? No one gets the point. Okay, well, who, do we have? who else did we have? You've had, um, you've had a chance to go around again. No one gets the point. You're all out. Um, you could have had. Um, so you, all the players you had, you obviously named. You, the ones you didn't name that you could have had uh, very quickly: Alessandro Del Piero, Fernando, Fernando Morientes, ah. Kylian Mbappe. Do you know what? I had Mbappe down. Uh, Sergio Aguero. Did we not? And the last one was um, Thomas Muller. If you're interested um, uh, about Thomas Wayne Rooney, which is a surprise one, he only got 30 Champions League goals, which means he's not um, in the top uh, 20. I think you need 35. Which Erling right. Haaland has got. He just sneaks in there. Sneak okay, in. number two, Andy, we're coming to you first. Okay. Um, we would like to name um, the 20 most southerly clubs <laughs> in the Premier League and English Football League. So at the time of recording, they need to be Football League or Premier League clubs. You can just name the club. You don't need to name the stadium. Just name the club. The 20 southerly most clubs in England. Just for you, my love, Southampton. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You genuinely panic there. Marcus. Portsmouth. Yeah, you can have that one. Thanks. There's only way they're getting in this fucking round. Bournemouth. 
Uh, yeah. That's all your South Coast ones. There we go. <laughs> Brighton. Oh, no, it's not <laughs> your South Coast ones. There you go. <laughs> yep. Plymouth Argyle. Absolutely, of course. Plymouth are in there. Ooh. Okay, Jim. South End? Oh. South End. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You would think that South End would be in there. <laughs> not, though. Yeah, I, I was afraid not, I'm afraid. Exeter. Exeter City has got to be in there, haven't they? Of course they are. They're in Devon, for goodness sake. Yeah, of course they are. Marcus? Um, oh, are they in the Football League still? Ah! Yeovil Town? No, they're not. Bollocks. Uh, Andy gets the point. Andy does get the I, point. I, I thought I had another one where I had to... No, 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 you're all right. Brentford, you could have had Bristol. I mean, basically, you could have had pretty much... Yeah. Um, Quite a lot of London teams. Brentford, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, Cardiff, Charlton, Chelsea, Crawley Town, Crystal Palace, Fulham, Gillingham, Millwall, Reading, Sutton United, uh, and... AFC Wimbledon. Of course, AFC Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Uh, and he gets the point there. So the final um, the final question, uh, Marcus, you get to go first. You guys are all in the chance of winning. We might have to go to a tiebreaker here. Jesus. Um, the 20 goalkeepers mm. who've made the most appearances in Premier League history, Marcus. Blimey. Quick game's a good game. 20 goalkeepers with the most appearances in the Premier League. Off you go. David James. I think he's number one, isn't he? <laughs> Certainly correct. Petr Cech. Petr Cech, he says. Yeah, 443 appearances. That's in there. Peter Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel, 310. Um, obviously, I've just noticed there that Andy went ahead of Jim, but it doesn't matter because you both got the question right. So we'll go back to the proper order. Marcus. Joe Hart. Joe Hart. You'd think so, wouldn't you? How mm. many do you reckon he's done? A couple. Yeah, more than that. Uh, Jim, it's you. David Seaman. That's also correct. Andy. Jens Lehmann. Oh, like to hear him get a mention. Mm. He's not in there, though. <laughs> Marcus. Um, it's exciting now because Andy could be out here. Yeah, he could be. Um, in fact, Andy is out here because you went first. Andy is out. Shay Given. Oh, lovely. Ooh, nice. Stray Given's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you need to get this one right. Big Neville Southall. Big Nev. You just handed the point to Marcus. <laughs> Premier League. Premier League. Yeah. No, I'm afraid not. So Marcus gets the point. So um, Ben Foster, Brad Friedel, David De Gea. Brad Friedel, yeah. And, uh, Edward van der Sar, Hugo Lloris, Ian Walker, UC Gaskalainen, mm. uh, Lucas Fabianski, wow. Mark Schwarzer, Nigel Martin, Paul Robertson, Pepe Reina, Thomas Sorensen, and last but by no means least, Tim fucking Howard. Oh, right. Um, Tim Flowers is not in there. You didn't mention he's him. Not, I didn't mention yeah, Tim yeah, Flowers yeah, yeah. because he's quite simply not in the list. Yes. Um, okay, That'd the tiebreaker right. is between Andy and Marcus. Ooh. Jim, you're out in the cold. This is the final one to see who wins. It's pretty straightforward. There's 15 potential answers. And I think we're going to have Andy go first. Andy's going to go first on this one because you went first in the last game. Dutch players who have played for Man United in the top flight. They need a Premier League appearance, at least one. Dutch players who have played for Man United in the top flight. Andy, off you go. Memphis. Correct. I don't care about any of the rest of them. Just Memphis. We're not doing full names. The pie. <laughs> Edwin van der Sar. Yep. Andy. It's Torres. Oh, early. What an opportunity you've got here because that is a wrong answer by definition. For you, Jim, Robin Van Persie. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said Yap Stam, of course, but I'll go Robin Van Nistelrooy. Yeah, rude as well. Yeah, already got mentioned. I'm surprised um, that you're there, yeah. Andy. I was desperately trying to. Is it. Um, what's his name? Butland's name or. Butner. Butner. I was trying to remember his first yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Butner is correct. Arnold yeah. Murren, Daley Blind, Donny van der Beek, Jap Stam, Jordi Cruyff, Raymond van der Hau, Rue van Nistelrooy, Tahith Chong, Timothy Fossi-Mensa, Tyrell Melassia, and of course, the legend himself, mm. Big Valt Veghorst. Big Valt Veghorst. There's a lot in there. Marcus, well done. Yeah. Well done. You came back from nowhere then. You were well behind. Yeah. Didn't look like you were having an interest in the game and then you turned it around. And that's what makes you such a good player, mate. Thanks. When I'm hosting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betfair. Part of the ACAST Creator Network, of course. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Here they are, everybody. The weekend's open. Here they go. Get your pit bull on. Get out there. 
and shake whatever you can. Thank Enjoy. you very much, Luke Moore. Enjoy Fulham nil, Luton one this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. And thank you, Rude Van Nistel. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.